Hello. Yes. Ooh, hello. Can you hear me this time? <laughs> I can. Yes, yes. It's, it it's is all a bit new, two. isn't it? Yes. Hello. Let's try it's, again. It's technological issues immediately upon starting, isn't it? But here we go. <laughs> yes. Do, go do you mind if I do the intro? Not at all, Connor. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Well, it's lovely to speak to you again, Lynn. And thank you for listening, Slim Society followers. If you are not a follower, please press the follow button. Usually you can find us on Facebook, but today we are on the stereo app. New to me, new to Lynn, as you've just heard. New to you, most likely, as well as a listener. So follow us for upcoming shows. We're going to be giving you a little bit of information, education, motivation. We're talking about fat loss, fitness, food, health, nutrition, weight management. Today I am joined by Lynn Robertson, the one, the only, the powerful. Give us a hello, Lynn. <laughs> hello, Connor. Hi. <laughs> hello. Uh, my name is Connor Rhodes from Slim Society. I am a nutritionist, mostly working with health and weight management. And Lynn, you are also a nutritionist in your own right in the past and now working with me in Slim Society. That's right, isn't it? That's right. Yes. And today I've come to pick your brains a little bit, Lynn. I've come to pick your brains. I wanted to know your three top tips for fat loss and slash or weight management. Because we don't only want to lose weight, do we? We want to keep it off for good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I've got three. I've got three tips backed up but I am biased and want to hear yours first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, think, I think the biggest thing is um, every single person will have a different reason for wanting to lose weight. Um, there'll be a lot of commonality, but a lot of um, different reasons. And in the past, um, I've, uh, I've dieted all my life, but in the past, I've always had things like, you know, I want to look better, I want to feel better, I want to be healthier, I want to feel slimmer, I want to look nice in my clothes and things like that. And I think that now, um, I don't think that they are very good um, targets or, or motivational reasons. Ooh. So um, this, this time round, when um, I started dieting about 18 months ago, I decided to write a list of what I want to be able to do if I'm thinner. And these were real things. I'm not going to go through all of them because some of them are quite embarrassing. But um, some of them are, well, embarrassing, but I'm willing to share. For example, I wanted to be able to fasten my shoelaces. And that to somebody who can fasten their shoelaces, that potentially seems a bit daft or a bit silly or a bit... Uh, what do you mean you can't fasten your own shoelaces <clears throat> and the fact mm. is that I, I couldn't I couldn't bend down to fasten oh we've lost the connection with Lynn hopefully it comes back soon to a stool or a step or something um, and fasten them that way but I couldn't actually bend down to fasten them so that was one of my um, targets to be able to fasten my own shoelaces. Sorry, were you just going to say something then, Connor? Uh, no, we just lost connection with you just for a few moments there, but I definitely got the gist of what you were talking about, where you've got 
real life because i mean i know that sounds small doesn't it when you say it it sounds small to be able to tie your shoelaces but no not when you have to tie your shoelaces every single day it's mobility and movement throughout life which is actually a huge thing it means you're getting around the world better and easier doesn't it yeah yeah. So no, yeah, please, yeah. please, please, please continue. So you've got this strong list of reasons why and these things you wanted to achieve, and they're not necessarily aesthetic based. Hmm. That's right. And, and they're not just generic, you know, I'd like to be thinner. You know, what does that really mean? And how do you know whether you've got there or not? Um, Ooh, very so, po- that's a good so- point. Yeah. So, so I've got things like that. I mean, the thing that really motivated me this time um, was because I um, went on a well, I went on seven flights when I went on a trip to Nashville um, eighteen months ago, and I had to ask for an extension seatbelt on each one. So my number one reason was to be able to get on a plane and not ask for an extension seatbelt. So they, they are specific things, specific things, and I've worked my way down that list, ticking things off over the last eighteen months because. You know, you've either achieved it or you haven't. You either had to ask for an extension seatbelt or you didn't. You either can fasten your shoelaces or you can't. So my number one tip is write a list of reasons why and what you want to be able to do if you are... Oh, Lynn, you were breaking up. You were breaking up so badly then. Oh, sorry. Oh no, 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 it's okay. You, but you said run, run us over your number one tip. Then you sounded like a robot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Run us over your number one tip again. Yes. Yeah, so my number one tip is to write your list of reasons why and what you want to be able to do when you're thinner. That's amazing. I think that's really, really important. We we talk a lot about motivation on the program, don't we? And mm. one of the things I often say is that the word motivation, it comes from the word motive. And what does motive mean? Motive means your reason why you do something. It's the reason behind why you do something, isn't it? So if you want motivation, you need to know your reasons why for doing it that will give you the drive to achieve it. Because sometimes the things we're doing, the actual diet, the the losing weight, the exercise, the walking, the eating healthy, whatever it might be, it's not fun, is it? We don't naturally and not intrinsically, we don't often want to do this. There aren't many people that want to say no to a slice of cake. (laughs) No, that's not not real. Of course you want a slice of cake. Of course you don't want to do exercise every single day or, or... I don't know, go for a walk when it's raining. Mm-hmm. But it, the, so then why, why do people do it? Like when you see somebody eating a salad, they're, they're not eating that salad because they think that salad tastes better than cake. They're not. They're doing it for a different reason, aren't they? They're doing it because it's the healthy option or because they want to be slimmer or because they want the nutrition or because it makes them feel good or they want better energy levels or they don't want to be feel too sluggish or anything like this i agree i think as many reasons why for doing something i think if you've got aesthetic goals good Mm -hmm. i think if you've Mm -hmm. got like you said mobility and movement goals good i think if your goals are tangible 
like you said, if they're actual specific, measurable. Yeah, I, I think it's a you... tangible, it's a tangible, specific, measurable. Um, you know, a lot of people will know about these kinds of things if they work in various environments. Then when you have smart objectives, it's 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 really that kind of thing as to, um, you know, you, you want them to be measurable and you want to know when you've got there. Absolutely. Um, how does the how does the smart goals go? Specific, measurable, Spe- achievable, actionable or achievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Realistic and, the and then time, time, realistic and it? timely. Yes, and I, I do. I do think that that's really important. As I say, you know, in the past, I've always said things like, "I want to be thinner," or you know, "I want to feel healthier." And I know quite a lot of people say, you know, "I want to be healthy for my children." I want to see my children grow up. Things like that. But they're not really specific, and they're also a long way away, or they feel as if they are. Whereas, if you can make some um, objectives or targets for yourself that are very mini goals yeah mini goals yeah. and and within within your reach you know um if, if you sort of look at um look at the scales for someone who has um a lot of weight to lose you can look at the scales and work out where you'd like to be and that just seems a long long way away and sometimes that can just completely put you off to start with um but i think if you write down small measurable um, goals then you, you can tick them off you can work your way through and tick them off and then when you're um, faltering or feeling that you just can't do this anymore you look back at that list then that that motivates me anyway and I I've recommended this to several other people and and they've said the same that I'd gone back to my list of reasons or oh, I never actually wrote a list and I'm going to write one now and I think that um, I think that does help people so I completely agree. I was talking to one of the members of the program literally earlier today, and she said she'd got down to her weight was coming down nicely. She showed me the weight loss graph. She said she'd got down to 17 stone, two pounds or something in this range. So we mm-hmm. set, then set a mini target and she was really motivated for this mini target to just see if we can get into that 16 stone bracket yeah. range. So yeah, it only that's takes 2.1 that, pounds, isn't it? Yeah. It's a huge thing that when you see that that first number change, um, it's a really, really big motivator, I think, for people that, yeah, yeah. And I, I, yeah, know I like several people, people to have as many. Yeah, sorry, go no, on. No, you go. No, I, I think, you know, either that, you know, that you want to see get into the next film. Oh, no, we've lost Lynn again. Either that we want to get into the next stone bracket or something else and then we've lost connection what about the yes lynn are you back yeah yes i'm back yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, you said you we either want to get into the next stone bracket or connection lost. Or, or you want to lose you know five pounds or six pounds or something like that have the mini targets don't look at the big picture don't look and think oh my god you know i've got six stone to lose or i've got five stone to lose because that can just seem unachievable but I think if you have these mini targets, mini goals, and some of them are numbers, some of them are, you know, something that you want to achieve. Um, but other things are, um, you know, as, as, as we've said, you know, things that you want to be able to do that you can't do now. I completely agree. If It can be very overwhelming. 
for some people. I speak to people all the time and the the entirety of their goal or the length of the journey and the size of their targets absolutely terrifies and overwhelms them. And mm. I, I often like to try and explain things in analogies to people because humans just like stories. And I often analogize it to climbing a mountain. And if you, if you were going to climb Mount Everest, you don't do that by just staring at the top, do you? Number one, that would be overwhelming. Number two, it's so far you can't even see the top. It's also foggy. Yeah. It's also icy if you don't watch where you put in your feet. There's crevasses. There's yeah. pitfalls. There's flipping obstacles that you come up, up against. So what do you do if you climb Mount Everest? Firstly, you just focus on the couple of meters in front. And we just do we just do one step at a time, don't we? Forward. Yeah. And then there's also base camps along the way as well. You go up and then you come back down a bit. Yeah. Ooh, for a rest. Don't you? Yeah. Acclimatize. Imagine that. Imagine acclimatizing to changes that were happening to your body. Unbelievable. Yeah. It just sounds yeah. revolutionary, doesn't it? And then you go but up it's a bit more, then you climb the mountain. Yeah, it's interesting because <laughs> you, you you know, you said what are your three tips for, for weight loss? And my second tip is going was going to be remember that you didn't put it on overnight and therefore you're not going to lose it overnight and therefore you're in this for the long haul which is exactly what you're saying about the climbing a mountain you've got to you can't expect to lose it all overnight and to sort of think well you know i'll hopefully i'll have lost it all by my summer holidays or i'll have lost it all by my birthday or something well, did you put it on in that amount of time? Very, very unlikely with most people. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah. It is the it, it's if you if you know about the science of fat loss and weight management, it's the same amount of calories burned to lose one pound as you have to overeat to gain one pound. So it's the exact same amount of calories up and down. You have to burn three and a half thousand calories to lose one pound. You have to overeat by three and a half thousand calories to gain one pound. Yeah, it's the exact it's it's the exact same up and down. So you're exactly right. If you, it's just going to take time, isn't it? It's just going to take time. A lady commented into the fat loss program yesterday. Only lost five pound in the first two weeks. Semi disappointed. <laughs> oh wow! I'm like what? I know five pound in two. I'm like, come on now, <laughs> let's go steady. Yeah. I know we. We like it to be fast, don't we? Because it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's a flipping long. It's a flipping long journey. Imagine me and you, Lynn. We're climbing the Mount Everest. Or we're climbing Mount Everest. It's a it's a fat loss Everest, but it's what it is. We're going up the mountain. We've got all our equipment on. We've got our gear. We've got our map. We've even got a plan of what we're going to do. And then we go three, two, one, go. And then I just start running off. <laughs> I just yeah. I just start I just start running. You'd be like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, where are you going? Sorry, come back. Do you know yeah. how far it is? Do you know mm-hmm. how far we're going? Why are you running? Sorry, you're going to get flipping 100 meters and then you're not going to be able to go anywhere. Then people wonder why they can't make it to the end and why it's not sustainable. Yeah, but you know, there's no um, underestimating how hard it is. That That's the thing, you know, it's okay. Me and you saying, you know, remember you didn't put it on overnight, so you're not going to lose it overnight. But in reality, that's what you want to do. You want to lose it overnight or at least, nice. you know, by by a certain date, you know, and people have got, OK, we're, you know, we're in a very strange situation at the minute with the um, virus and the lockdown and, and all the rest of it. Uh, but normally, you know, people are, you know, well, I want to have lost it by, as I've just said, you know, by my holiday or 
buy my birthday or buy Christmas or buy this certain event so I can wear this dress again or something. And, you know, that, that can be very disappointing when you don't actually um, achieve that. And that's yeah, I think those the, goals the... are good in one way, but they're also dangerous, aren't they? Like, like yes. what you said about the smart goals and having timed goals is part of that because the human brain likes to have an end to things. Yes. Like we're in the like we're in the lockdown now. One of the most difficult things about the lockdown is we're not sure when it'll end. If That's if there right. was an if there was an end date and we could just be like, right, okay, we know this sucks, but it's definitely finishing at this point. Then you can endure a little bit better, can't you? You can just absolutely. Put up, you can put up with it because the end's in sight. Yeah, but so it you I do like people to have a time aspect to their goals but like you said you've got to be realistic and you've got to also understand that plans you make just don't they rarely go exactly as you expect them to go what what yeah. you, you what if you get ill what if your yeah. child gets ill what if you get really busy at work or what if something else happens at work or you know what if what if what if what if something mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. isn't it yeah. things yeah. it's real it's real life not just theoretical like people ask me how much weight do you think i'm going to lose if i join your program i'm like oh god (laughs) i don't know i'll try and help you do as good as you can do but i can't predict the damn future so no but but i think it's as we've said you need the long-term goals but you need the short-term goals as well um you know everybody needs to know where they really want to be in the end although quite a lot of people don't if they've been overweight for many 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 years they actually don't really know what they'd look like at that weight or how you know it might be 30 years or 40 years since they were back at eight stone nine stone or whatever so they they might have a a long-term target and they might have to adjust that as time goes on but the short-term goals um, at least you can achieve those and you can be ticking those off um, along the way. I think that's a really good thing to do. I completely agree as well. Like if you can actually write them down, like you just said, and then actually physically tick your mini targets off along the way to the yeah. big target. Yeah. Ooh, that's motivational. That's motivational, yeah. isn't it? Then you yeah. can actually physically see the progress in front of your own eyes. I think yeah. you're exactly right. You need the big. You need to understand the big long-term goal. Like if we're climbing the mountain, you need to click. You need to keep the peak and where you're headed in your peripheral vision. At least you need to keep yes. one eye on it. Just keep the corner of your eye on it. But then yeah. we need to keep most of our vision and most of our time and focus on energy on the actual few steps that we're working on and moving forwards on in front. Um, yeah. So I, and and I think and I think you know to not have weight loss goals but other goals. Um, really work for a lot of people because I've had a few people recently saying I don't really understand it but the scales say I've not lost any weight and yet I can now get into this pair of jeans or you know I can now walk a lot further even though I don't seem to have lost that much weight so you know there there are things that are, are not weight or number related but where you're actually losing fat or you're getting fitter and healthier um, and they're all things that you can tick off on this list when it doesn't say lose five stone, full stop. And then, you know, that's going to take a long time before you can put a tick in that box. I completely agree with you. And I think often those goals are more important because like if, if somebody joins our program, yes, we do check the person's body weight. Yes, we do want to see it going down. But the ultimate goal is it's not who gets lightest wins. Is it? No. The ultimate. The, no. no. The goal is not really to get lighter. Getting lighter is a proxy measure of the goal. The goal is usually to be healthier or happier or both, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, that, absolutely. That's, that's usually the game we're really playing. And yes, we can set weight management goals. And yes, that's good. We'll check the scales. And yes, we will see it going down. And yes, that will be motivational. But you're right. That's not the be all and end all. There's also what you look like, what you feel like. There's how you move, isn't there? There's pe- yep. people People get less stomach issues. People's hormonal cycles improve. People were commenting the other day in our program, their hair's getting better. Mm-hmm. All, we were talking. Mm-hmm. We had a Zoom meeting. People were talking about their hair getting better quality. All the, these these are all very very important things, aren't they? Yeah. Some people absolutely. get more confidence. Some people get oh, I don't know access to be able to do different things they couldn't before. Like I've known people lose weight and then flipping go zip lining for like literally the first time because they were over the weight limit before. So they can yep. actually like. And I've known somebody lose weight and then go skydiving stuff like this because yep. they're over the limit. But it's not, I mean, they're just amazing things. And then I've heard other people, I mean, recently when someone in our group um, posted that they'd had, uh, through their weight loss, they'd almost changed personality and got lots more confidence and ended up getting a promotion. So, you know, got a promotion at work through losing weight. How does that work then? Well, obviously she feels a lot better about herself. She's uh, projecting herself a lot better. Uh, got a lot more confidence and has now got a promotion that she feels that she wouldn't have got before because she probably wouldn't have put herself in that situation before. I completely agree. I think, number one, that is amazing. And number two, it makes sense because one of my favourite quotes is how you do one thing is how you do anything. And the success principles we use on the programme are not fat loss success principles. Like the way that we set goals, like you said, whether we use the smart goal setting or not, when we setting these mini achievable goals, all this business we've just been through, that's nothing to do with fat loss. That's to do with success. And after people have realized that they, when they lose the weight and they think, I did that. They think, look at me. I did the damn thing. I actually, I said I was going to do this hard thing that I thought I couldn't do, that most people can't do. And then I actually did it. And then they think, oh, now I wonder what else Mm. I could do. Mm. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah, you're exactly right. What, what else can you do? Go. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Go forward, do things, achieve everything in your damn life. Fat loss is one of the hardest things. If you can manage that, I honestly think you can manage pretty much anything. Like what are we talking yeah. about on this conversation? It teaches you patience, doesn't it? It teaches you yeah. goals, goal setting. It teaches you hard work. It teaches you getting past obstacles. There's trials, there's tribulations, there's tears. But if you keep powering on through the lows and you ride the highs when you get them, you you eventually get there. And sometimes you get to places you never even thought you could be. And then you're someone you never thought yep. you would be. And, and you're someone that other people didn't think you were either. And that, I think that's the big thing is that people start to see you differently. Uh, and as I say, whether that's confidence or whether that's just that you look better, look healthier, look fitter, look happier, you're smiling more, you're more outgoing, you're more, um, happier to go for walks with people, all sorts of different things. So I think externally, people see you differently and maybe start to take you more seriously or include you in more things. So it's not just really how you feel, it's how you're projecting yourself to other people and how they then feel about you. So it's it's a lot more than just numbers on the scales. And we all know that, even though it's really, really hard when those numbers <laughs> on the scales don't blooming move. It really is. But it's not just about the numbers on the scales. It's a, it's a much, much bigger thing than that. 
sometimes you have to force that focus, don't you? Because sometimes, like mm. you said, when the scales are not going down and you've been working and I've been eating right and I've been doing the things, why is it not working? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. we, we, we've all felt it at different times, but the this is why I like people to have as many goals and as many ways of measuring their progress as possible. If you can measure the weight, the weighing scales, like your actual body weight um, bathroom scales, good. But you should also take pictures, also take note of your, like you said, clothes size, take note of your movement and mobility, take notice of how you're feeling, how you're sleeping, what about your energy levels, what about your stress levels, what about your feelings of control, what about your digestion? Pay attention to these things because these things will all be improving simultaneously. And while one might be stalled, that doesn't mean everything is. Yeah. And I mean, one of the other things that, that I'd written down when you would said about three tips, and I, I actually wrote four down. And um, <laughs> beautiful. And what one of them is make sure you measure yourself. You know, not not less if you can't do it at oh, the beginning, yeah. as in if you if you've forgotten to do it at the beginning, then do it whenever you remember. Because oh, that's a good scale... that, wait, wait. That's a wait, wait. That's a good point. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you because we need to emphasize that point because people sometimes don't do it at the beginning or then they don't take pictures of themselves and then four weeks in they're thinking, oh crap, I wish I'd taken pictures yeah. of myself or measured and then yeah. and then they do, sometimes they don't even do it then because they think it's quote unquote too late. But then yes. when it's been eight weeks, now they double wish that they'd flipping done it. <laughs> so, yeah. so, the worst, yeah. and when they get to the end, every single person's like, oh damn, I wish that I'd done it. Just so yeah. you've got more evidence of your own achievement because it feels good. So yeah, if yeah. you ever get the feeling you want to measure yourself, you just need to flip and do it. And if yeah. you take want to take progress pictures as well, you don't have to get into your pants. You don't have to flip in. No, you don't have to get flipping nude or just pants and then do side and back. And if you don't want to, you can just take a picture of yourself just looking normal in your normal clothes if you want. And then in a year's time, when you've been working and you've been eating well, then do it. Take another picture and you'll be surprised at the change. Sometimes it's yeah. even like, like we were saying, skin quality and hair quality yes. and how happy yes. you look and feel. You can see that through the picture and that's not even to do with the weight sometimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, shall I give you my final tip? Yes. What What was number three? Was Was number three that you should um, you should measure so, yourself? Is that what... so? One was One was remember my whys. That measure yourself was another one. The other was remember you didn't put it on overnight, and you're in it for the long haul. All right. Um, so we've got pa- we've got we've got patience. patience. We've got pro- proper goal setting. We've got measure your own progress. Yeah, okay. and then the the other one, which for me is the biggest one. And I think is also uh, a big one for for lots of people is don't deprive yourself of anything. Uh, Anything? Anything you say, Lid? What what about pizza? Can I eat pizza? Yep. You can eat pizza. You can drink drink, pizza. Can I drink beer? You can drink beer. You You can, can't have everything you want. And actually, you can have everything you want. You just can't have it all wait, at wait, the wait, same wait. time. Wait, 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 wait. You broke up for a second there. Did you say um, you Sorry. can have anything you want, but not everything that you want? I did say that. And what yeah, I was saying it's one is, of my favourite quotes. I caught the second half. I know it is. But you can actually have everything that you want. You just can't have it all at the same time or all That's on the true. same day. So I've had so many people over the years say to me, I can't wait till I can have a glass of wine or I can't stand this much longer because I need chocolate or <laughs> I can't. I, I, These are bad you know, signs I'll, on I'll a be, diet be, if you're feeling like that. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be glad when this is over and then I can oh, no. have 
that sentence. Dreadful, dreadful sentence. So my biggest, my biggest tip to anybody is don't deprive yourself, but try to find a lower calorie version of the things that you like. So if you, if you really, really like, you know, pizza, if you really like chocolate, if you really like beer or, or well, I say alcohol, then try to find a lower calorie version of what you like. Um, if not, then you, then you just have to have it, but you will have to have less of something else because at the end of the day, it's all about the, the amount of calories that come in and the amount of calories that you expend. So I, I would definitely, definitely say to everybody, do not start off with, right, that's it, no more wine, or that's it, no more chocolate, because it won't take very long into the program before you start saying, I can't stand this any longer. This isn't living. Living for me is having a beer on a Saturday or living for me is having a takeaway or, you know, I can't stand this any longer. Whereas if you keep on having those items, keep on having the pizza or keep on having the chocolate, but make sure you measure it, make sure you count it, try to get a lower calorie version of it and go without something else to be able to have it then that way you feel as if you are still living and this then becomes your normal life. Lynn, that, that was an absolutely amazing speech and I completely agree. I've got two things to say about this. I think we should just delve a little bit deeper into this for a second because I, re I really loved what you said, but I think to a lot of people that sounds too good to be true. A lot of people mm -hmm. are thinking, all right, Lynn, so what you're saying, I should eat chocolate and drink wine and flip in, eat chips because I like those as well. And then I'm still going to lose weight. How's, gonna, how's that going to work? I'm, I'm, tr I'm, I'm cutting out the chocolate or the beer to lose weight. So I think we should go into um, a little bit of just how calories actually works for a minute. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Mm -hmm. to, to explain yeah. to people how to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. All oh, right, because um, one of the one of the t tactics you said is you could go for a lower calorie version of what yes. you enjoy, didn't it? And the other yeah. tactic you said is, or you can have the normal version, but you'll just have to account for it, and then maybe a little bit less of something somewhere else. Yeah, that is called balance, isn't it? Nobody likes yes, that. Yes, absolutely. Everybody likes all or nothing. <laughs> Every everybody likes. Oh no. F it, I'm eating whatever I want. No, I don't care. No, I'm not bothered by any of this. Or, or then straight to January, like recently. Ah, uh, red January and flipping veganuary and, <laughs> dry, and January. dry January. Yeah, all of them. I'll do. I'll do nothing this January. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People just go full dust diet, don't they? Just yes. in flipping January and try and flip from one to the other. Um, when really, quite often, balance is best. So the way that calories works is if you, or the way that fat loss works, I should say, and the way that calories work through that is if you eat less calories than your body requires per day, quote unquote, how fast your metabolism is. If you eat less than your metabolism requires, if you intake less food than that, you lose body fat and then weight through that every single day, no matter what. And it doesn't really matter what you eat. Does that mean you should just eat as much crap as possible? No, <laughs> no, technically you could and you'd still lose fat, but it's not going to be an easy time. You're not going to feel good. Like well, you won't get all the extra benefits of your skin looking nice and your energy levels being good and you're sleeping better and your digestion improving, etc. You will get slimmer true. And, and you'll be hungry. 
Yeah, and you'll be hungry. Yep, you won't have much cravings, but you'll have insane. Or you might even have more cravings if you're always eating the things that you crave. To be fair, because that sometimes is what actually eating the craving is what perpetuates. It's that, that's what creates the craving, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's the crave. It's the craving cycle. So you might even have more cravings. But yeah, if you eat loads of junk food for your calorie intake, but so you eat loads of junk food, but you still have a medium to low calorie intake, your food volume will be minimal, won't it? And then your hunger will be very high. But yeah. on the other hand, does that also mean you should only eat healthy food? No, that's what you're advising against, isn't it? You're, advise, you're advising not trying to become nutritional Jesus and just cut out everything that you love and just say, I will never drink ever again. I will never eat chocolate ever again. Because the chance of that is very, very slim even if you Absolutely. did manage that yeah and even if you did manage that you it's not it's not a good idea in terms of your happiness like if somebody really likes a beer and then they cut out beer fully and it makes them slimmer that's good you're slimmer you'll be happier in one area but now you're never enjoying your beers so now you've lost yep. happiness in another area so you've not actually gained net total happiness you, you're flipping neutral nope. you've got you've gone worse in one area and better in another that's not what we're going for i want my clients and members to get all the happiness that they can. I want you to have everything that you want. Yep. I want you to drink drink your beer and eat your chocolate and stuff like that and still be slim and get the weight loss results. But for that, you need to have balance, don't you? So you need to be looking at the looking at and understanding the calories that are coming into your diet and from where and that the things that taste better and that you love more, yes, they have more calories. <laughs> so then you need to either eat a little bit less somewhere else or maybe manage the volume of it so you only have one or two beers rather than nine <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Just, just yeah, so and I, th- still... I think what you've said, I think yeah, what you've said there is is absolutely right because if you remember a conversation that you and I had some time ago, when I mostly now have cut out having breakfast, um, and the reason for that is because I was finding that I was starving about eight o'clock at night and craving crisps or, or chocolate or, or something like that and thinking well I, I can't have it I could have it but I can't have it because I've run out of calories for today um so and then I started trying to work out well if I want to do that at night where can I save some calories during the day so that I can still have my beer or my bag of crisps or my chocolate Amazing. at night and then yeah and then I worked out that breakfast was a habit. I wasn't really hungry, mostly. Sometimes I am. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wake up and think, oh, I am hungry today. But quite often I was having breakfast because that's what you do. You have breakfast. You know, you open the cupboard, get the cereal out, have a bowl of cereal. Not necessarily because you're hungry, but because that's what people do when they wake up and before they go to work, they have breakfast. And, and I suddenly realised that I didn't think I really needed breakfast anymore. So suddenly then saving 200, 250 calories at breakfast meant I could have a chocolate bar and a bag of crisps at night, not feel guilty at all because during that day I'd had exactly the same number of calories, but I'd had two of the things that I really fancied at night at a time of day when I felt was my lowest point. Oh, that's amazing. And I think that also plays a bit into natural society a little bit better to to create a balance like that, because a lot of people struggle in the evening or a lot of people like to settle down in an evening with, with a drink or with a couple of little snacks just while they're watching TV, just as like a little reward after a hard day. And you can do that, but you do have to compensate elsewhere, like you said. So you can either do more steps so you could burn it off or you could do some exercise or you could skip a breakfast if you don't feel like you need it, like you said, save those calories there. 
spend them later. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. A lot of people also find that they have higher motivation and willpower and determination and stickability in a morning than in an evening. People people can put up with being hungry and avoiding food and saying no to things in a morning easier than they can in an evening quite often as well. So mm-hmm. it's always a good idea mm-hmm. if you can to proportion some of your calories and pleasure towards an evening where you naturally might want it a bit more anyway. Oh, of course, you know, we've we've all heard of these diets, the 5-2 diet or the this diet or the that diet or whatever. And, you know, you can accommodate, if you want to, any or all of those um, waiting, as long as overall in the week you've not eaten more than the number of calories that you're allowed times seven sort of thing, if you know what I mean. So if, if weekends are your weak spot, then I would always say, well, cut down during the Monday to Friday to allow yourself to have some things um, on the Saturday, Sunday. That works for some people as well, because overall, you're still having less calories over those seven days than you would have done in your prior life, if that makes sense. Hell yeah, that makes perfect sense. So it's also, you can also do longer term calorie control. Um, you can even do longer, longer term calorie control. Like probably most people, even people in our fat loss program eat a little bit more in December and then probably a little bit less in January to make up for it. Like on a, like on a four week, four week kind of thing. But yeah, you're exactly right. A lot of people like to keep it tight on a Monday, Friday when maybe they're a bit busier and a bit more focused on other things and they find it easier. Then when you relax on a weekend, as long as you're not going crazy and blasting all your calories out of the water, and you're just aiming for some level of mindfulness and control, then you're exactly right. You can eat a little bit more in a weekend because you know you've been extra tight in the week. Yep. Yep. That's about it. Yep. Woo! All right. Just just <laughs> give us one last recap on your top four tips again, then just go bang, 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 bang on each one. Okay. Remember your reasons why. Motivation's powerful. Yep. Don't deprive yourself of anything, but try Ooh. to get a lower calorie version if you can. Balance and fitting things in. We love it. Yep. Um, take your measurements whenever you can. If you don't remember right at the beginning, then take them whenever you do remember and then keep measuring yourself on a regular basis as well as obviously getting weighed. Have multiple ways of measuring your progress towards your goals. Fantastic. Yep. And then my final one was just remember which is this is a hard one but remember that you didn't put on that amount of weight overnight and that you're in this for the long haul and that it's got to become a way of life rather than a slimming program absolutely agree so long-term habit change is the way forward we don't we don't want to just lose fat now or weight and then just gain it back that's just pointless isn't it it's just a waste of time effort energy money if you've joined a program pointless we want to do it once and we want to do it for all don't we yeah yeah so patience is required doing it the right way which is sometimes sometimes faster is better but faster is also harder and sometimes the diet's hard enough as it is without people making it harder for themselves by trying to rush isn't it when you're playing the long game that's right that's right yes lynn thank you so much for this conversation it's been absolutely lovely to talk to you as always and and i've enjoyed it thank you and hopefully um, we can help some people along the way because that's what it's all about sharing isn't it sharing our knowledge and information and experiences 
That's it, yeah. Hopefully providing a little bit of information, some education, some motivation, a little bit of entertainment for some people. I completely agree. There's been a few connection issues, but we'll try and figure that out and work on that for next time, won't we? Yeah. Um, and we've, we've also, so, so someone's left us two audio voice recorded messages. Do you mm. think we should play them? It could be anything random from the internet. <laughs> Which is it's gonna it's about to get dicey. <laughs> it's a bit what do you scary. Think? I'm gonna play I don't it. know. Go on then. Hi guys, I've just jumped on for a quick ten minutes and I was flicking through the chats and I heard a northern accent and here you are, Lynn. And then a lovely Scottish accent. I love Scotland. Oh. Um so hello Lynn, hello Slim. I'm Johnny from Manchester. So I'm just going to uh, listen to your chat now. Let this go. But, uh, That's actually really go. pleasant, isn't it? And I, does he think I'm Scottish? <laughs> Obviously, was... yeah. People say that. Why? I, people, lit... I've had that before. People have said that before. A lovely Scottish accent. I am from Rotherham. I am actually a Rother dog from from from, from, from South Yorkshire. From South oh, Yorkshire dear. in flipping well, central England. Um, that, that was really nice, wasn't it? Yeah, that was actually was really actually, pleasant. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was cute. I'm going to press the next one. Are you ready? Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, dear, indeed. I'm sorry. You're not Scottish, are you? Oh. Uh, still nice accents because they're northern accents. <laughs> sorry about the Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Lovely from Johnny, actually. Oh, pleasant from somebody random on the internet. That's so cool. Oh, that's um, good. My idea that, for oh, the... that could have gone either way, that one, Connor. <laughs> oh my God, it could have gone anyway, and I'm sure it will do in the future. But my idea yeah. for this is I hope that while we're having a conversation, people will leave us on questions like that via audio. And then we fi- when we finish going through our actual topic, we'll yeah. play them through just like that. And then we'll get people's nutrition and fat loss, maybe mental health and mindset, happiness and positivity questions coming on through. I think that'd be absolutely fantastic. It would, it would. And we're going to do this again anyway, aren't we? So that'd be great. Yeah, because we've just been through your four that time, top tips for fat loss, even though I've put three in the title. Never mind yeah. on though. Um, but yeah. I've got I've got three of mine as well. So we'll come back and um, we'll hit it again, do you think, and have another conversation. We'll go through yeah. more top tips for fat loss. People get all the help that they can get. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Fantastic, Lynn. Thank you so much for speaking me t- to me today. Okay, I really appreciate Connor. it. Okay. All Speak right, to you then. soon. Talk bye, bye, soon. bye. Bye, bye.